this lady was coming down. I remember seeing her and she looked terrified and she was making a sound like this. Oh, oh, oh. And it was raining and everything was slippy and muddy and she terrified me. (laughs) (laughs) So it's kind of like when a a labouring woman looks at her partner in the labor room. And if their face looks terrified, then the woman herself becomes terrified. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to The Bleeding Truth. I'm Sally McNally, and I'm here with my daughter, Bridget. Hello. Yeah, so we started this podcast for Sally already a month ago. Time has flown um, to, to give Sally a way to share some of her stories and talk about all sorts of different women's health issues that she has witnessed on the job or just from her own personal experiences. Uh, Sally also answers listeners' questions in every podcast. So thank you so much for, for those great questions so far and stay tuned for more answers later in this episode. Today, uh, we were thinking of talking about Easter stories to lighten it up a little bit because some of my stories can be a little harsh at times. Uh, so it's Easter weekend. So we're going to talk a little bit about uh, Easter and some other religious stuff from Ireland. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, so some of the the stories that Sally does talk about uh, are things like female circumcision uh, that she's witnessed in Saudi Arabia, breach babies, and a whole bunch of other wild, wild experiences. So if you're interested in those, you can check back to see some of our, our previous episodes, and uh, we will definitely be coming out with more of the bloodier stories in the future as well. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> So we do want to do some highlights as well. So first, shout out to Riverside.fm. That is the online recording studio that we use to create these podcasts. And it's really a fantastic site because we are, you know, not in the same room. We don't have fancy recording equipment or anything, but we're able to have high quality audio for these podcasts because of the way that it records each audio track separately. So Riverside.fm is a great opportunity if you want to get into any type of recording that you need. It also has great video uh, quality as well. Uh, We will link that in the description below if you want to check it out if you have any needs of Riverside yourself. And uh, also, I want to give a shout out to uh, my husband, Johnny McNally. It was his birthday just yesterday and... uh, He's a great man. He sure is a great man. Did you guys do anything special? We ate uh, Himalayan food. Um, it's a great restaurant here in Ventura called the Himalayan. Yeah, it was and a great restaurant. It's lovely, yes, lovely and spicy. Um, well, actually, he got me some dinner from there and he ate at an Irish pub with his friend because I had to teach hypnobirthing <laughs> class. that's still nice (laughs) yeah but we did get to like eat a little chocolate together after oh yeah on top of it being uh dad's birthday also happy birthday dad um it's also been one month of podcasting for you yeah which how does that feel isn't that crazy it's amazing and it's a lot of fun I'm really enjoying it yeah, I think it's nice because we get to chat yeah. more frequently yeah. as well. Yeah, but I, the time has flown by, and honestly, I'm really impressed with you know how well you've you've just adapted to it, and like you're 
you're really good at being a podcast host, mom. <laughs> well, actually, you're you're making it easy for me, Bridgie. Uh, I'm not techie in at in any way. So all you're looking after all of the tech stuff, <laughs> and I'm just blathering away. <laughs> But I do, I do want to highlight, I'm not, not saying this stuff to be braggy, but it, I think it's incredible just to see you have right now, you have thousands of hours of watch time on YouTube or listen time. Basically you have listeners from nine different countries. (laughs) That's so fun. And I think that's amazing. Um, You also have 21 TikTok followers, so shout out to your TikTok, 141 Instagram followers in just a month. Like, I think, you know, for both of us not being very techie, that's pretty good. So thanks a million for all of you people who are (laughs) paying attention to us. We really appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, make sure you guys like and subscribe for this podcast and all our future episodes. And please share with, you know, all of your friends as well, if you think they might be interested in hearing some of these stories. Great. So before we get into some current events, how about we answer some listener questions? I have one. Uh, is an anonymous question and they are saying Sally I love your energy and radiant demeanor you brighten my day every time that I go into the office how do you stay so happy and cheerful with such a full life how do you manage the stress and pain wow that's such a lovely question wow stress and pain well thanks a million for that question uh i probably know you if you see me in the <laughs> office every day hello <laughs> whoever you are hello there um i have a lot of energy i know i'm very lucky i am a yogi um so it doesn't just maybe come naturally if i if i didn't do yoga i don't know where i'd be right now it's probably so good for your body yeah the yoga is so good for me but also i try really hard to eat well i try to look at food in this way and i try to tell my patients to do the same thing to hold the piece of food uh, maybe that you're thinking about buying or even eating and ask yourself, is there life force in that food? Is it still alive and is it going to keep me alive? You know, if you hold like a lovely red shiny apple, you know, there's life force in that. Mm-hmm. But if you hold like a piece of white bread or, you know, a donut, even though it's tasty, there may not be as much life force in it. So I try to eat uh, food that I know is going to give me that energy. And I am happy and cheerful. I always was a happy, cheerful person. My <laughs> nickname at home in, in Ireland growing up in my family was Smiler. My dad especially Aww. used to call me Smiler. And um, it's just, I, I think I'm really blessed in that way. It doesn't mean that I don't feel things and I haven't had really (laughs) hard times and I have. I have had the stress and the pain of um, ordinary living but I try not to dwell on it. Um, I try to keep bringing myself back to joy Um, and it's something that I learned in hypnosis and in yoga that in one breath, just one breath is all it takes to bring yourself back, you know, to joy. 
Um, we mm. could listen to our thoughts all day long and our thoughts might drag us off down a laneway that's very dark in our mind. Uh, or we could change our thoughts to happier thoughts that might bring us down a very sunny, cheerful lane. Mm-hmm. So, um, I That's uh, kind of something that I feel like has helped me. Oh, yeah. Um, individually. Yeah. I mean, I, we might not have ever really talked about this before, but yeah, just realizing that whatever you're thinking is not necessarily truth of the situation yeah. or like what you're thinking isn't necessarily out of your control. You can catch yourself in yeah. the, in a downward spiral thought and be like, oh, I don't actually want to go down there. Right. And you can change it once you once it's like the awareness of what you're thinking and then you can change it to being a little more positive yeah uh uh-huh that's true and uh what we're thinking sometimes we're drawing towards us like say if we say to ourselves nobody wants me or nobody wants to be around me then we give off an air of you know grumpiness and uh, maybe shyness totally but if we think I I feel happy inside and I'm going to share my happiness with the next person I meet then when we meet someone that's kind of like oozing out of us and they get infected by it you know Mm -hmm. because you know when you meet a happy person you're like yay tell us you know what's going on why why are you so happy yeah yeah but that doesn't mean that that person doesn't have, you know, the the usual pain uh, of everyday living. It's it's like life isn't all fun and games. Let's face it. There's all sorts of things <laughs> <laughs> that go on in us, you know. And, you know, I sometimes feel lonely. I sometimes feel physical pain. You know, I don't dwell on that because I have a lot of other stuff stuff going on and plus I'm too busy to spend too much time on that mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> what what do you do like what when when is it that you feel the most stress uh, I feel stressed when I have like a lot of patience um, and I I want to give each one a part of myself the best part of myself in that mm. moment, which is usually my attention, mm. right? Uh, the patient wants to be seen and heard. Uh, mm. And sometimes that takes more time than I have during the day. And that stresses me because I want to, you know, focus on what they're saying to me and, mm. you know, what they're, you know, feeling. Yeah. So that's my one of my biggest stresses if I don't feel like I'm not doing a good job in that way. Do you ever feel like... This is my own questions now. Sorry. But do you ever feel um, like emotionally drained after, you know, you have like over 20 patients in a day sometimes. And if you're given that much full attention to every single one of them as much time as you can, does that, um, yeah, does that drain you? Oh, yeah, that that does. That drains me. And sometimes I am I feel like I have to make my legs move. (laughs) (laughs) But it's also such a good feeling. It's such a a great honor to look after women and to, you know, one moment you're with a lady going through menopausal symptoms and, you know, she's embarrassed, you know, to tell you that her vagina is dry and she doesn't feel like having sex with her husband. 
And the the next year talking to a teenager who's the opposite, you know, she wants to have sex and she's afraid (laughs) to tell her mother that she needs birth control. And, you know, and then the next year you're listening to a baby's heartbeat and, you know, within maybe hours you'll be delivering that baby. So it's like magical. It's wonderful work. It's it's the most beautiful job for a woman what I'm so doing. interesting too like that's why every time yeah. I talk to you you have another story yeah <laughs> <laughs> I love my job yeah and I work with a great bunch of girls and mm-hmm. uh, uh there's a great doctor in there that I work with we we uh we do good work I think yeah yeah and I I, I love that too I you know growing up in Ventura I feel like everywhere I'd go people would know you <laughs> <laughs> So they're like, oh, you're Sally's mom. I Or no, you're Sally's daughter. I love Sally. She's always so happy. And I would re- usually respond like, oh, yeah, totally. <laughs> well, you know me, Bridgie. I'm not always happy. I get yeah. grumpy. And I have an Irish temper, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I, I know. But it's not like you're ever fake happy like I think um I mean since I've seen all sides I'm sure yeah (laughs) it's definitely you're never a fake happy like it is you're happy to be working and yeah with people and everything so yeah and also you know I've been in countries where um it's been hard I've been poor in my life I know what it's like to feel hungry um and I, I feel like so blessed I feel like what a place to live what a great job. I just like, you know, fell on my feet by mm-hmm. coming here. And I remember throughout the years uh, meeting a few different people. And they used to say, Sally, you need to find your way to California. That's where you should <laughs> live. And uh, they were so right. I had no Aww. idea. But, you know, I've le- had to live in like crummy little uh, flats or apartments. And, you know, I... I think that uh, people here in America are blessed. They have such a, a mostly uh, where I live right now, everybody is like blessed. They have beautiful weather. There's, you know, there's grapefruits growing on the trees. Grapefruits <laughs> growing. And I remember being so stunned once uh, when I came here first. I was walking along with my aunt and I got this most beautiful smell and it was like flowers. And I said, oh, my gosh, that's so beautiful. And she said, it's the orange grove. It was oranges that Mm. were growing. And I had to stand and look and I I was just like amazed at the beauty of this place. Okay, I'm getting a little off track. No, I love it. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know... um, I think that when you've been through hard times and you come to a time in your life that it feels good, you should stop and recognize it and say, well, this is a good time or this is even just a good day or even just a good moment. And just acknowledge Mm -hmm. that because you never know what's coming. You know, life is always changing. Yeah. No, I love that. And I think my own challenges like whenever I've had a very tough period yeah that I've had to go through yeah the other side like once I'm feeling more like myself again yeah it feels euphoric yeah you're just like 
yeah everything's amazing just to be alive (laughs) yeah and like once you realize that um I think the hard times make it even more evident when you yeah when you're um more present and we're like a bouncing ball you know we're up and down up and down and that's like normal so now that I'm this age when I feel myself going down like the bounce down I get excited because that means I'm gonna go back up and sometimes it's higher and higher each time because life is so exciting and I have so many little avenues of interest and Mm -hmm. I'm able to tie them all together with my job that it's great fun Mm -hmm. Every day is great fun. And she recently got a, a puppy named Seamus. So that also, yeah, that'll definitely brighten your day. Oh my God. <laughs> Have everything going well. Yes. Yes. Seamus is a Bernadoodle and uh, he's he just comes up and he looks at me and he's like, you want love? You need some love? And of course, <laughs> can't keep my fingers out of his curly hair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but he's a so daddy he's a daddy's boy yeah he yeah, totally is. yeah all righty so how about since it's easter tomorrow we're not really religious right but we we've celebrated easter in the past yeah um, with some funny stories so we wanted to share those yeah. um <laughs> well my uh at home in ireland like the easter bunny wasn't really a thing for us growing up it was all mm-hmm. about going to mass right that morning. You'd get up, you'd wear your best clothes, you'd go to mass. It was as important as Christmas Day. Mm-hmm. And we would have a big family dinner. And uh, so the we would maybe get a bit of chocolate and you would get uh, maybe an Easter egg. And that was so exciting. But uh, one year I was over there with Bridget and my husband, Johnny. And uh, Bridget was just a little girl and she was getting into the Easter bunny stuff. <laughs> and oh, my gosh, uh, I said I got up early in the morning and I said to my father, I don't have Easter eggs to hide in the garden for Bridget. And he said, what are you talking about? And I said, in America, they have this tradition of the Easter bunny uh, <laughs> where um, the, the Easter bunny supposedly comes with baskets of eggs and hides them in the garden for the children. Uh, and then the children go on an Easter egg hunt. Sounds um, so bizarre. Yeah. <laughs> And my father thought, oh, gosh, that's lovely. And uh, so we got some eggs out of the fridge and we hid them around the garden for Bridget. Right. They were real eggs. Oh, really? (laughs) Yeah. And then um, then Bridget, she woke up and she came down to the kitchen and she was a little darling. And uh, my father wanted to make it really exciting because he was like (laughs) so much fun. And uh, he started saying to to Bridget, when I went out to the garden this morning and I saw this huge bunny, he was bigger than me, hopping over the walls, hopping between the gardens. <laughs> and poor Bridget was terrified. She she was afraid of this huge bunny that he was describing and she would not go to the garden to look for the eggs. She was traumatized at the thought. Did I really not go out at all? No, you were afraid. You were terrified. You were, you were crying. We were like, come on, we'll go look for eggs. And you were like, no, no, there's a huge bunny out there. 
<laughs> my poor father didn't get it. That's so funny. <laughs> but over there, we used to, uh, you know, fast for length. We wouldn't, we would give up something. There'd be something you'd give up. And as a child, what could we give up? The maybe few sweets that we would get throughout the, the, the months. But what we would do is we would save our sweets. Mm-hmm. Any kind of a little sweet you'd come across, like a peppermint or a piece of gum <laughs> or a packet of crisps or something like that. Uh, anything that was like a treat, you would save it. And I remember I had a box under my bed this Lent and I had it full of all the little bits of sweets and candy that um, I might have been offered during Lent. And I was saving it. But I was in the garden and I found this little mouse. Oh, lovely little mouse. Oh, and I, 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 put him, <laughs> I put him in a box and I made him a little bed. <laughs> and he was so cute. And I put him under the bed. How, how right? old were you? I think I must have been about seven <laughs> or eight, maybe. <laughs> so Lent was going on and I'd every now and then go and I'd take him out and I'd look at him and I'd play with him and I'd feed him and I'd put him back in his box. And so he was in the box getting bigger and my my stash of sweets seemed to be getting smaller. <laughs> Uh, but uh, I I was playing with him and talking to him and of course we always loved any kind of an animal growing up so did any of your sisters know you had him I don't know if I ever showed anybody Um, I might have showed them (laughs) probably my twin sisters because it was kind of fun but I couldn't tell my mother oh my gosh she was like a a real everything had to be perfectly clean in the house she would have freaked out if she thought there was a mouse in the house right Mm -hmm. but uh, somehow my dad figured it out that I had something under the bed so he made me pull out the box and show him and of course the mouse had made a hole between the two cardboard boxes and was going in and eating the candy and the crisps (laughs) and everything (laughs) and my father said he looked into the box and then he put the lid on the box again real quick he said Sally that's not a mouse that's a rat (laughs) Uh, (laughs) that's a a big fat rat at this stage (laughs) And I was like, oh, but he's lovely and he's my friend. (laughs) And uh, he said, we have to get rid of him. We have to get rid of him. And I said, no, please, I love my friend. But my father was so sweet. He he made me secure the box and uh, throw out the candy because, of course, the rat had been fiddling with it (laughs) and eating it. And uh, he brought the box and myself down to the church and behind the church there was like a big grassy area and a river and uh, he let me uh, say goodbye to the rat and we let the rat go oh. free there so that that was kind of cool yeah that's funny. but uh, I remember uh, another story about easter eggs my sister Mary she was so funny oh this um, one I was just gonna say it <laughs> do you I remember? was just gonna do bring it remember? up yeah well we all got our easter eggs and they were quite big easter eggs but they're of course hollow in the middle and quite thin the chocolate um but we had little easter eggs and my sister mary got one from her boyfriend and it was a really big fancy one (laughs) and 
she was always teasing us when she'd be eating her chocolate. We'd eat it really quick and she would like lick it and suck it and make it last. And then she'd be teasing us, licking her chocolate and we'd be like drooling at the mouth, <laughs> looking at it. <laughs> but th- she didn't want to eat this. She wanted to keep it all in one piece because it was very big and ornate. And she put it on top of the piano. <laughs> and one night... We were sitting there looking at this. This was after Easter when we'd eaten all our chocolate and there was her big Easter egg sitting there. (laughs) And my sister, Kathleen. You're really outing them here. (laughs) Yes, she was so hilarious, Kathleen. Oh my God, she used to make us laugh so much. But uh, she was like, I want a bit of that chocolate. She was looking at the egg and we were like, no, Kathleen, no, don't do it. Don't do it. And she said, she'll never know. And she took the egg down and she put her fist through it. She punched it, right? Oh, wow. And then we ate that half of it that got all broken. <laughs> and we turned, we turned the other bit around <laughs> so that it looked like it was all still in one piece. But I think two or three of us had great fun eating the half. So that was stealing. But... Um, and it looked the pun. same like when you put it back up you could yeah and I think it was there for weeks and weeks <gasps> before she figured it out <laughs> oh my gosh I'm sorry Mary very sorry that's so funny <laughs> did you guys not get a lot of sweets or, or yeah. no my mother and uh, my poor mother she she used to love hard candy when she gave up smoking oh <laughs> right she promised my father that she was going to give up smoking um but she used to eat a lot of hard candy to replace you know the addiction to cigarette smoke I guess that's what happened um and her teeth they were all full of cavities and she went to the dentist and the dentist said they all have to come out so he took all her teeth out the one day and she was in such agony she she used to tell us the story of how she was trying to learn how to use these dentures, but her gums were still sore. Oh. Yeah, it was just uh, so she never wanted us to go through that. So she used to say no sweets and we would only have dessert on a Sunday, may, maybe or on a special occasion. Mm-hmm. There was not a lot of sugar. Um, she used to be mad with us if she heard we were eating sweets because she had her own you know experience with I remember it. how she told you about the dentures that's a good one <laughs> if you want to say that too oh yes <laughs> she was trying to she was talking to me one night and we were sitting at the table and um, I think I was very young I was caught eating crisps I think it was crisps I was eating in in the schoolyard and my sister Ronnie saw me eating the crisps oh. now crisps are chips yeah. we call them crisps in Ireland a packet of tato tato crisps um somebody gave me them and I was yumming them down and I got caught and she told my mom <laughs> you know that I had been eating the crisps you guys snitching right. on each other <laughs> and so she sat me down and she said do you know what happens when you eat the wrong thing and I was like what what they were tasting just wanted a few crisps and she I didn't know she had false teeth I honestly did not know I don't know what I was 
thinking that I didn't know because she used to take them out at night and put them in a cup beside her bed. <laughs> <laughs> but she took her teeth out and she put them on the table and she said, this is what happens if you eat too many sweets. And it really freaked me out. But I must have been very young. Um, but she was very funny. She used to make us laugh. Then later she'd take her teeth out and she'd do this thing called gurning. She'd gurn. She'd like suck her gums oh, in. Oh, yes, I remember. Her yeah, she was hilarious. That was so, she yeah. was so cute. Yeah, very cute. Very darling. Yeah. Oh, But um, you know what she used to do um, on Good Friday? I believe it was a Good Fridays. Uh, she was so religious. She believed so deeply in her religion. And on uh, Good Friday, she would we'd find her standing with her arms out like if she was on a cross. She would stand there for three hours. Whoa. She would stand and she she wouldn't talk. She wouldn't look at us. And we we, you know, we realized that it was a very private and a sacred thing that she was doing. So we wouldn't laugh at her or, you know, try to distract her. We would, you know. I've never heard alone. of that before. Like anybody. Doing I know. That. I've never known of anybody else doing it either. Wow. But that's what she used to do. Um, they they used to um, do a lot of praying at home in Ireland. Of course, we did the rosary every night, kneeling down in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. And uh, there was a, there still is this holy mountain called Croke Patrick. Mm. Um, it's in County Mayo. And uh, they say that St. Patrick went up this mountain like 400 years AD a long time ago right this fella called St. Patrick and he fasted for 40 days and 40 nights you know Mm -hmm. trying to uh, do what Jesus did so it's a very holy mountain and my parents used to sometimes go on a pilgrimage and go up there um, and it's like a self-pilgrimage you just you know decide your day and sometimes you might do it during length, uh, but some people go up there in their bare feet and it's really stony, oh, wow. shale, kind of sharp little rocks. Um, and they sometimes they would go up in their bare feet and up at the top, it's really steep. Mm-hmm. So they might be on their hands and knees. You did it recently, uh, didn't you? Yes, Johnny and I did it. We had hiking boots on us <laughs> uh, <laughs> and uh, we... We went up and it, it's very high. It's it's like 2,500 feet or so, but it's um, steep, yeah, you know. this is in Ireland. And up at, yeah. yeah, it's in Ireland, in County Mayo. And up at the top, there's a little bit of a church. Um, but it's a very holy place, you know. It's like a rite of passage if you're an Irish Catholic. You've got to do that. <laughs> I didn't make it to the top. <laughs> <laughs> On purpose? <laughs> I mustn't be a good Irish Catholic. The the last little bit, I was doing great, right? And and this lady was coming down. I remember seeing her and she looked terrified and she was making a sound like this. Oh, oh, oh. And it was raining and everything was slippy and muddy and she terrified me. (laughs) (laughs) So it's kind of like when a a labouring woman looks at her partner in the labor room and if their face looks terrified then the woman herself becomes terrified so I lost my 
courage oh. and I let John I know I let Johnny go on and finish it without me <laughs> so I have to go back and finish that it, I bet I it's scary in the rain though if it's slippery for sure yeah but oh my god the views are so beautiful once you're up there oh my god so pretty I'll do it next time <laughs> yeah you'd fly up you'd be fine <laughs> Yeah, um, but let's see, there's um, like Easter in Ireland is uh, also a great time to remember our uh, fallen heroes. Um, In 1916, there was a rising against the British Empire. Irish Republican Army was the IRA during those days. Mm -hmm. They got together and they rose up and uh, fought and there's some great stories came out of that but also uh, great results came out of that eventually the I, the british empire had to withdraw and uh, leave ireland and um, they didn't withdraw all the way of course they kept the north of ireland but uh, hopefully someday we'll be a united ireland again yeah, I mean, there's so much about that that I still feel like I don't fully understand. Yeah, yeah. but we'll we'll maybe do a podcast on that. Would, that yeah, someday. we really a, should. We should do yeah, a podcast. We'll on that. we'll bring Johnny in. He's the historian. In okay, the maybe we'll have a history podcast on Ireland. <laughs> Let us yeah. know. Give us a comment if you guys would be interested in in hearing more about um, Irish history. Yeah. Yes, that's great. Great idea, Bridge. How's your idea? <laughs> <laughs> I have sometimes I have a good idea. <laughs> hey, well, I think I think that was great. I know this podcast is definitely not as serious, and some of the bloodier stories have probably still yet to come. But we appreciate you guys listening. Um, any last words, Sally? No, I just uh, would really appreciate if you guys would follow us on youtube just subscribe it's free of course it's just for fun and let your friends know if they'd be interested in any of these stories just to have a listen on maybe youtube spotify or what's the other one (laughs) apple Podcasts. (laughs) apple (laughs) Podcasts. we're also actually on google podcasts Uh, i think uh, another one called pocket casts and then also I think it's Radiohead. Yeah, we're on a bunch of different platforms. So you can find the bleeding truth anywhere. Great. Thanks a million for listening today. Thanks a million. Don't forget to like and subscribe. Uh, Shout out again to Riverside. It'll be in the link uh, in our description below. And we'll see you guys in the next one.